0: What's up, everyone? It's your girl here, Renee Dawn. You'll find a home here if you're comfortable with the uncomfortable. And if you're up to listening to discussions about my life, my body, relationships, cults, drugs, astrology, religion, sex, and a million other things. I'm brutally honest. I share things others aren't willing to share. And I look at life differently because I don't believe in rules. I've always made my own. I'm finally ready to talk about me and my life, so buckle up because I can guarantee you it's going to get a little wild here. Okay, hello. I am here. (laughs) I made it to today and um, I'm really proud of myself for making it to today. Um, my name is Renee Dawn. I should probably introduce myself before I move on here. <laughs> for those of you who are maybe tuning in for the first time. Um, I really love using my my first two names now. I don't know, it's just become my signature, Renee Dawn. Um I don't know. I think when I turned 40 or even the year before, I really started to love my middle name. I was never connected to it my whole life. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I have a great middle name and uh, I really like it. I don't know. Things can happen like that as you get older, right? Um, anyways, now you know about me and my middle name and my first name. Um, this podcast is me, unedited. Every time I come on here, I do not edit my podcasts whatsoever. Um, I like to just be here. It's like my personal little diary. I enjoy it. You know, if, if I enjoy my podcast, I always say that's to me really what matters. Um, because I don't create content for, to be liked. It's, it's not why I do it. I know maybe that sounds weird, but it's just, it's just true. I don't create contact content to be liked because that wouldn't be authentic. You know, when you're doing something so that like people love it or people like it, like to me, that's, then you're doing it for somebody else. And then that's not really who you are. Um, and that's why my podcast will not be for everybody. Um, you know, if you have listened to, the, my podcast since the beginning, you know, I even think back and there's things that I've said on my podcast that I actually like don't even agree with anymore of what I've said or that are like super cringe for me that I've said or maybe too, um, too pa- no, not too passionate, too um, opinionated on certain things. But again, like I have to give myself the freedom to express those things because that's what this is for. And if we can't change our opinions ourselves, then what are we doing? Like you can't tie yourself down to one way of being for your entire life. That would be so heavy and so suffocating. And you know what? It's so interesting that that's coming out of my mouth because I've really been thinking about that a lot lately how we limit ourselves based on our own beliefs. And I talked about that on the last episode. So anyways, with all of that being said, <laughs> um, yeah, I I love this platform because, you know, I talk to myself for like half an hour or 45 minutes or whatever it is. You know, there's a few episodes in here that are longer. um, But it's just like, it's just... You know, to me, it's a little free therapy session that I get to talk myself through. And it really helps me sometimes actually process how I'm feeling. So thank you all for listening (laughs) to my to my therapy session for myself or, you know, or my little diary. And um, and I, I love sharing because I said this to a friend the other day. I was like, you know what? Why not share the really vulnerable, sometimes cringe, sometimes embarrassing, sometimes super vulnerable? Why not share because one day I'm going to die and then everything's everything all of this would have stayed inside. What is the point of that? I don't understand the point of that. So obviously, you know, having a podcast or sharing how you feel <laughs> on a Social platform is not for everybody, but as scary as it was for me, I am so grateful that I did it. So that's what this podcast is about. I love, I absolutely love that people listen and there's thousands of you who have, (laughs) this blows me away. There's thousands of people who have listened to my podcast in September and that is really fucking cool. That's really fucking cool. And there's people from all over the world, all over the world. Like last time a new country showed up on on my list, the Philippines, you guys, you know, like, hello, Filipino people. I love you. I love all of you, though, even if you don't like me, because let's be real, people listen to your podcast that don't like you either, but they're just like, I still have to know what she's doing. I think that's funny, too. Um... So, yeah, I really, I really, really, really do appreciate all of your time. Um, and I try to think of things. I'm like, okay, what would I want to hear about? And I just go based off of that. And so the other day, um, oh, also, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get, I burp a lot. I'm, I'm a notorious burper. I apologize in advance. Um, you know, there's been leaf blowers on my podcast today. It's a little bit later in the evening. So, you know, there, there's, there's nothing happening outside as of yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, because I don't edit anything, you know, there's going to be some, there's sometimes there's funny things that happen. So, um, I know you're here for that. And that's come to be like a funny part of this, which I'm really happy about. So, Okay. So the other day, my friend, a very, very close friend of mine who is literally an angel many times in my life. And I am very lucky to have such amazing friends in my life. I have to say they are literally, literally actually lifelines. Um, I don't think I would have made it through some of my darkest times without my friends. So to my friends, um who listen to this and i do not expect my friends to listen to my podcast cuz they listen to me enough but um they're still going to get my me- my message telepathically so thank you and i love you guys so um and i you know what i consider everybody on here that listens a friend of mine cuz i just do so anyways one of my friends um who um i have mentioned on here before Um, My friend, Mary, who um, I, yeah, I have mentioned her before because she's the one who actually helped me get this podcast up and going because she's so fucking smart and knows how to do so many things. So if you ever want to start a podcast, please reach out to me and I will give you her contact. So um, she said to me, though, Renee, why don't you share your story about your yoga journey? And I was like, oh, really? She's like, yeah, do you, do you have any idea, like how much experience you have? And I'm like, um, I guess I do, but I totally, totally downplay it. So I said, you know what? Okay, fine. Sure. Let's do it. Um, because it is definitely worthy of a podcast because, um, I will dive right in. So I basically started practicing. I am a yoga teacher. For those of you who do not know, I am a, I am not, I mean, I wouldn't call myself full-time, but I'm a very active yoga teacher. Um, and it's something that I love. So I don't, but yeah, maybe you don't know because I don't talk about it a lot and that's kind of funny to me. Um, so (laughs) sometimes I'm funny to me. so I was like, okay, fine, you know, I'm going to talk about it. And so I moved out from Abbotsford. When I was 18, I moved to Vancouver. I made the big move and um I moved into this like super cute basement suite with a friend of mine and the roof was really low that I would hit my head all the time. And we had bunk beds, so it was really small. It was like literally Not even a one-bedroom, but kind of. Like, we made it a one-bedroom with a beaded doorway. (laughs) And um, it had the coolest bathroom you've ever seen. Like, the shower was, like, a mosaic of rock art. All on the walls, all on the floor. It had the cutest little, like, wooden walls and roof. Like, oh, it was just like you were in this magical little fairy bathroom which i loved and um the kitchen was like not super small i you know what if i were to go in it now i'd probably be like holy shit this is so small but it was like an underground little like fairy tale place and i am tall like i'm almost i mean some people would say i'm five i think i'm like five ten five nine or five ten so like i'm tall for a girl and I definitely hit my head all the time and it's kind of funny because I was saying like there are certain people who are like who have been or who are in my life right now that are like really tall and I'm like oh my god they would hit their head so hard like every day so anyways that's a little side note funny but there's a moral to this story or we're going somewhere um (laughs) So I moved there and, um, you know, started to figure out like where I was, you know, what I was going to do. I had a plan. I'll talk about the plan. I'll talk about what I did another time. If, if you, if y'all want to hear about that. Um, but I started practicing pretty much like, I don't know, maybe six months into me moving to Vancouver. And so the main Source of yoga back in the day, which I don't even honestly know what year that was. Uh, maybe 2004 or through either 2003 or 2000. Yeah, 2003 or 2004. Okay, I'm uh jogging my memory here and it's working. Um So that is kind of crazy, and that makes me feel really old, um, because we're in year two thousand twenty-four. So, yeah, it's a long-ass time ago, you guys. So, I've been practicing, um, and I've been practicing yoga for over twenty years, and um, it must have been actually I've been practicing for twenty-two years. So, anyways. Um, it's a long-ass time, so I'm a really experienced yoga student, yoga practitioner, and so the first type of yoga that was here in Vancouver, I'm—I sh- mean, I'm sure there was other studios, but the one that I first went to was Bikram, and my my very close friend now, who still owns the studio, it's no—it's no longer a Bikram studio. Um, But she was the owner and I actually didn't know her at the beginning, but she's a close friend now. So anyways, I practice and the first studio that was that I went to was the one in Kitsilano, um, which was close to McDonald's and the floor was still carpet and it was hot yoga. And like back in the day. It was so hot, like the ground would be like squishy with water. I remember it. And, like, it was, like, the more, like, sweaty it was, the better. It was so funny. So, anyways, I practiced Bikram for over 10 years. I would say, actually, I think it was close to 15. Yeah. Yeah um about okay we're gonna like there's gonna be timelines that are overlapping so please like obviously you're not holding me to these numbers so my memory on these things is a little vague so but it's a long ass time and i would practice some days i would do doubles and each class was an hour and a half 90 minute was the full bikram um class and there were days where i would do doubles i worked up to that over the years So you can see that I was an extremely, you know, dedicated, very, quote unquote, good student. Like I practice, I was dedicated. Like, I will say I have super, super, um, I'm very disciplined in my personal practices to do with that are to do with health. Now, I will note here, the reason I I went to hot yoga was because that was my workout. Like I didn't go to the gym on top of that. So I definitely went to the gym when I lived in Abbotsford. Like I've always been very active. My whole family is really active. So I'm grateful that I had that instilled in me. Um, But my family also can take things a little, you know, excessively. So that's definitely, um, you know, in the family line, I will admit but um i liked i really love to challenge myself so um if you've ever done a bikram 90 minute class it is extremely challenging mentally because it is so challenging physically and to be able to do all the poses you know um correctly and for the amount of time that they're being held it's like you have to use your breath like so intently and all of the things right so for me it was always to be honest, mostly about the physical aspect, it was like, you know, I was doing that for the purpose of working out. And so I absolutely loved it, and obviously, you know, when I would leave like when you're sweating that much and, you know, you're in that kind of heat and then you're also stretching, like when you leave, you feel like a million bucks, like you're literally on a cloud, right? So that is extremely like addicting and also, you know, the physical benefits of that are you know, there's, there's so many, obviously you can figure them out. So I loved that. And I had a dedicated practice and I never got sick of it. I can definitely stick to something because there is always, the thing is with yoga, and this is what I love about yoga. And this, this is the reason why I've been able to continue for as long as I can. Um, and also have, still have, you know, a deep love for it is because there's no limit to where you can go. You know, there's no perfect pose. There's always further. Um, there's always, there's always, there's always more details you can pay attention to. There's always, um, a a further place where you can go. So, you know, that was always something that I found so, you know, So intriguing and so challenging, and it just it just kept me coming back for more, because I was literally the only challenge was myself, and so you know you get to a certain point and then you can take your pose to the next level, to the next level, to the next level, and there's like there's always further that you can go, right? So that's what I really loved about it, and you know seeing the improvements over the years and seeing you know my flexibility change over the years and um, you know, my strength and all of those kinds of things were super, super um, inspiring and motivating for me. So I've always had, you know, a real uh, passion and dedication to bettering myself and physically is just a way that I could control that. So, you know, Bikram was a huge, huge part of my life for obviously so many years. And I did it minimum five times a week. And Mostly I would say seven, um, but I would say like maybe, you know, towards the end of the 15 years, I would do for sure five and maybe not seven, which is like hilarious because it's like, uh, that's still a lot for sure. 90 minutes a day. And I just always found the time like I with my physical um, practices and like my exercise routines and my, you know, my yoga practice, I will find the time because for me, it's a priority. Um, if I don't move my body, I am not okay mentally. So I always, like I said, I always focused on the physical aspect of yoga because it is physical, but it does connect you to your mind. Obviously that's what the whole thing is, right? Connecting your mind, body, and spirit together. Um, but it wasn't spiritual for me at, um, you know, back in the day. So, um, my, actually the, um, the owner who I ended up becoming really good friends with, she also practiced, you know, diff- other different kinds of yoga. And I went to a, a younger class with her um, way back in the day. And I absolutely loved it because it was a totally, obviously there were new poses, which I had not been exposed to. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> And the teacher that I went to was, um, at the time, what she might've been in her fifties, maybe, maybe her fifties. Oh, I don't, I don't want to do this because I don't, I don't, you know, people's age and that actually she wouldn't care. But yeah, she was obviously older than me. Um, a very senior I teacher who I was so lucky to have come across in my city, Um, And it's so funny because the studio was very, very like literally a few blocks away from where I first moved to in Vancouver, which is so funny. But I I didn't live there anymore. So anyways, um, I went to her studio and I absolute I ended up absolutely loving it because it was different than what I was used to. And, you know, after doing um, the 90 minute series for so many years, I was like, oh, my God. I am really excited to try something different, try new poses and just have a completely different way of, um, you know, being in a class, being a student, having a different, you know, having different teachers. And so I really connected to, um, this one teacher, her name was Louie. And I mean, obviously she's still a very dear friend of mine. Um, and she is who I ended up doing my teacher training with. So, it's kind of crazy um because obviously I ended up loving the lineage and the lineage is Iyengar yoga. So Iyengar yoga obviously started in India um and the man who kind of created it and brought yoga to North America is what it was BKS Iyengar. He died a few years ago and it's pretty cool cuz his birthday is literally a day before mine. So he is a flaming Sagittarius which doesn't surprise me whatsoever because if you listen to some of his teachings he is pure fire pure fire but it's so funny because some people are like really turned off by him but the heart at the heart of who he is he's he's literally using his fire to help people He just doesn't have time to waste. He gets right to the point. He's super blunt. Yeah, some people would say like, oh, he's too blunt. He's too mean. He's too this. He's too that. It's like if you're going to take it as him trying to, you know, beat you up, um, you know, through words or whatever, it's just like then that's not you're not you're not understanding the heart of the practice. And like, okay, you know, back in the day, things were things like that could slide a lot more, you know, but anyways, he's, he's a very passionate leader and um, I'm really sad that I never got to go to India and practice with him, but there obviously is still an Institute there where I definitely will go and, um, you know, take more training and practice and all the things there and spend a few months. I cannot wait, but um, that is who Mr. Iyengar is. And he basically brought yoga to North America And a lot of, um, you know, other kind of lineages kind of spread off from what from his teaching. So if you've um, most likely if you've been to some kind of teacher training, you will know who Mr. Iyengar is. So the type of training, though, that you have to go through um, when you're an Iyengar teacher is very rigorous. It is extremely challenging. So. The whole process is pretty much like a six year process because the first year you apply, um, you have to basically get accepted to, you know, they decide if they're going to actually let you be a teacher. um, And then, you know, study under that, you know, just study really carefully under that teacher for at least a year. Um, And then there's, then there's also, Yeah. So that's, that happens. Then you get accepted. You practice under the teacher for a few years, then the training starts. Um, and, and all of that practice under the teacher is, um, it's a lot of hours. Like I would spend, what was it? Like probably five days a week. I was at the studio. Uh, was it five days? Maybe like three to five because I would always add in like workshops or going deeper or, you know, all the different things plus the classes and every class was two hours. So, yeah, I would say anywhere from like four to five times a week at the studio, two hours every time. So, you know, you can you can do the math. I'm not going to do the math right now, but um, thousands of thousands of hours of, of hundreds and then thousands in the end. Um of practicing and like, you know, being under my t- my mentor, my teacher at the time. And then the training process starts, and it, it is a three year process. So I'm not gonna go through the whole process, obviously, but if you guys have more questions, you can definitely let me let me know. The training program, it's not available in Vancouver right now. Actually, I shouldn't say that, but I am so grateful that I did the training when I did because it was in person in Vancouver and I still had my teacher here. At the end, I literally finished it when COVID hit and I did my my actual, um, my final uh, exam online. Well, I did it in person, but it was also, but yeah, the, my teachers were online. Um, because of COVID, but I was still able to do it. So it was, it was a probably the most challenging process I've ever been through. And they do that for good reason. So the amount of training that a Nyangra teacher has is thousands of hours. And the training is rigorous, like you study every single thing like inside and out. Um, there is practical training. There's obviously there's training on adjustments. There's training on, um, you know, different types of diseases. There's trainings on, um, sequencing. There's trainings on like there's training on everything. There's written exams. There's, um, in-person practical exams. There is, um, there's, practice that is required. There's personal practice that is required. Um, and, and the thing is, is those, the, the amount of time that I spent at the studio was just at the studio. I also had my own personal practice, which I practiced, um, every single day, um, for hours as well. So the amount of hours that actually goes into an Iyengar, getting an Iyengar certificate is thousands of hours. It's, it is a six year, like a, like you know, a minimum of five to six year process. So it's not a 200 hour yoga training certificate. And I'm not here to put that down whatsoever. There is lots of great teachers out there who have done a 200 or 300 or 500 hour yoga teacher training. But that's just not the type of training that I've done. And it's not the type of yoga that I teach. So the type of yoga that I teach is... Um, deeply rooted in precision, in alignment, in doing the poses properly, and um, using props to set people up so that they can actually do the poses properly. Um, I anger teachers will 100% adjust you. It's not a flow class where you're kind of on your own and the person or then the teacher is just calling out the pose. Um, and of course, I've done thousands of hours and thousands of classes that way and I enjoy them still, but that's not the type of yoga that I teach. So I am an I am a I'm a really, I'm a very experienced, um, but I still consider myself not that experienced in in what I teach because I mean I consider my teachers, like my teacher Louie, or some of the teachers in India who have been, you know, who are in their 60s and 70s. And those would be considered, you know, senior teachers. But For what I have, the training that I have, I am an experienced, um, I would say an experienced body practitioner. I'm a very experienced yoga teacher. And the type of training that I've gone through is, um, one of the, you know, highest levels of certificates that you can get. And I have the level one. So, you know, that is all like, that's a, it's a huge, um, lineup. It's, it's called a syllabus of poses that I'm able to teach. And I can I can, and I will be taking the, the next level so that I can teach, um, you know, an entire new syllabus of poses. So, you know, um, there's definitely more training that can be done and I will absolutely do that. But, you know, it's kind of interesting because, you know, I sometimes I hear like, oh, I anger yoga like it's, it's like it's expensive. It's like, no, actually, it's not expensive. It's actually cheap for the experience of teachers that you're getting. If if you're, if you're in the hands of a younger teacher, you can, you just know you, I I know what their level of training is. I know what they've gone through and it's not easy. Trust me. It is like, I definitely, uh, I would say weekly wanted to give up and was just like, oh my God, I want to throw in the towel. This is way too much. Like it is so hard what we went through and you know, um, my friend Lise, who is like such a dear friend of mine, we did the training together and thank God I had, you know, actually I had really great people that I trained with, but Lise is a really close friend of mine. And so we had moral support with each other. And if I didn't have that, I don't think I would have made it through. Um, and obviously like Louie was a huge supporter of me and wanted me to get my certificate and really, challenged me like she she challenged me and that's what I want out of my teacher as tough as it is sometimes when they are challenging you and you you want them to take it easy on you um she never she did but didn't at the same time because she believed in me so oh my god I'm gonna get emotional um it sucks because this brings back um so many memories actually um the yoga space um oh my god I was not expecting to get emotional um the yoga space uh is where I practiced and did my my training and the studio is no longer there and it's really hard to um oh my god Sometimes you um you know I'm really good at um telling myself like oh no it's fine like I don't I'm I'm good now it's uh I'm I've moved on and it's like no clearly there's um I miss it <laughs> Let's just get right to it I miss it the studio closed down and it holds a really special place in my heart because of the amount of um time that I spent there with really special people that I don't really get to see anymore. And um, I really miss that part of my life. And, you know, it's really interesting, because I was so dedicated to my practice and to my training. And it I honestly think that is what got me through some of the toughest years um, in my abusive relationship. And I don't think that I think yoga teaches you resilience. It teaches you how to be mentally strong. Um, And I am really strong. And, you know... um, Lise. Um, My good friend Lise, who I actually talked to yesterday, and she's now in Switzerland. She reminded me of... It's hard to say this about myself, but she reminded me of how um well of how resilient I am and I don't view myself as that way I just think this is you know this is how I am and I think that um I'm not more special than anybody else and that everybody you know would have been able to get through that but what I went through um Wow, this is unexpected. What I went through was really hard. And sometimes I downplay it to myself. I don't give myself um, the acknowledgement that it was really hard. And I need to do that more. But I'm also I've moved on from that. But, you know, sometimes when someone just reminds you, like, do you have any idea what you did? And to be honest, no, sometimes I don't. Um. But I do think i well, actually, I know that my my yoga practice literally saved my life so um that's why oh wow, um, that's why it means so much to me, and um, it's a part of me that can never be removed, and I think that's, I I really hold it dear to my heart, and I really, really, um, respect the lineage of the Iyengar lineage, because of how hard it is. I respect somebody who's gone through the training, because I know what it takes and what it took, and so you know, people can sometimes be like, "Oh, you're you're expensive," or, um, you know, the the classes are expensive, or online classes are expensive. It's like, no, it's not. I know what I'm worth, and if you don't see that or understand that, then please go to somebody else. I am, I am a really good teacher, and I do, I do know that now. And of course, at the beginning, I did not believe like. It's you know when you first start teaching you're just like oh my god I cannot do this like there's no fucking way it's terrifying absolutely terrifying especially when you're teaching in front of senior teachers who you, who you highly highly respect and who are so good and I will I will never hold a candle to my my teacher Louie but um she knows I adore her um Louis, um oh this is crazy. I was not expecting to be emotional. <laughs> um in my yoga podcast. Um wow. Louis is a um very special person to me, and I know that um she knew about what i was going through but um obviously she she never said anything she just um she accepted me for who i was and i always accepted her for who she was too and i really respect that um she could be herself when she taught because being a teacher is really hard um people project um you know i I would say this in the most loving way, but when when people get frustrated in a pose, they can get frustrated with their teacher and what yoga has taught me as a teacher is to not take anything personally and it's really, really beautiful to like the amount that I learn from being a teacher is such a gift to me. I learn so much about human being um. And what they're going through and about their fears about um, I I basically oh my god, I can't believe this. I don't even know if I wanna like send this out into the world now because I'm just a I'm just a big ball of tears here, but um, um it's 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 the big it's a bigger gift to me than than to me than it than me teaching them. And I know my teaching is a gift to them because I care deeply about my students and I love them. Um, but it's a bigger gift to me. And, um, yeah, I, uh, whoo. Wow. I need to, uh, get control of myself here. I didn't know. I felt, I didn't know I had all these feelings to be honest, you guys. And, um, you know what, I'm kind of touched by it because I didn't realize, um, I did, but I didn't, I didn't realize how uh, some of these things have affected me. So, um, mm-hmm. with all of that being said, there's definitely way more that I could talk about. I, I, I love teaching. My teaching gives me energy. Um, I love my students I have fun with them it's they also challenge me. I learn in every single class from people because you have to be so quick on your feet in how to support people um, and like I said, it's not a flow class like it's a very um, descriptive it's a very physical job i am um, I have to practice so that I can um, support my students properly and you know it's 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 a lot of heavy lifting it's a lot of um it's it's me giving my energy and that's literally what um you know my my teacher louie taught me she i've i've never met a teacher who who worked so hard louie work she still does she works so hard and i respect her so much now that i am a very um you know i i teach eight classes a week and probably will end up teaching more than that. And it's an honor. Honestly, this job is an honor, um, that I get to share a love that I have and get paid to do that. Um, but it's definitely, it definitely is a job of love because, um, (laughs) you know, it's, it's like, I have to be in that physical space or online and I prefer to teach in person, but um, I do love having an online class and, um, you know, I can still adjust people online. Obviously I can't touch them, but um, yeah, it's an honor. It's an honor for me. And that is why um, I anger, the Iyengar lineage is different. That is why things are the way that they are. And I hope that now you, if you didn't know about the I anger lineage, now you do. I'm proud of it um, because of the work, the hard work that I had to go through to get my certificate. And my certificate is something that I will always have. I did it. I did it. I have my certificate and I'm a teacher and I love teaching. It is a, it's, it's, it's part of me. I don't even want to say it's part of my life. It's part of me. And I love it so much. And I will always be a teacher at some capacity. And yes, it is a really physical job. And yes, it does. um, You know, it is tiring some days. And there's some days where I have to really dig deep. I got to really dig deep to get the energy to get the inspiration um, but there's always a way there's always a way. And, and my students are what keep me going. They, they give me energy, they give me inspiration, they give me everything that I need. And so it's, it's almost like this cycle that, um, you know, keeps itself fueling. And, um, I also love meeting the the different types of people that I do in my classes. I meet the most unique, different, beautiful types of human beings it's like there's you know it's it's not a class full of the same type of people and that's also what i love um so ah oh, wow i feel like i just released a ton a shit ton um it is almost a full moon and that could be why i'm extra emotional but thank you for sticking me with sticking with me here you guys um i didn't expect this i honestly different i i honestly didn't um i am i i i I almost let these words come out of my mouth and I'm like, do you want to say it, renee? <laughs> yes, I do I want to teach more um I want to work with um you know different companies maybe to bring yoga into the workplaces even you know even if it's short periods of time, but yoga is extremely extremely important and it is a gift that i've been given that you know that i want to share i know the impact that it's had on my life and that is why i teach and that is why i share my passion and share my practice with the world and whoever that reaches um you know i i hope that it brings them love and inspiration into their lives because yoga does so much more than the physical. The physical is, and and you know what, that's how I'll, I'll end this. Yoga started for me as a physical practice and it's no, yes, it is still physical. It is a physical practice. But for me, the the mental component that it brings to my life is something I can't even describe in words it saved my life. Oh, it saved my life. Um, and I'm not the first person that said that. So it's, it's also doesn't have to be, um, a spiritual thing because honestly, it, it, it's a human thing. It's, 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 It connects your mind to your body and to your spirit, and everybody has a mind, body, and spirit. And so, it's not—it's not a religion. It's a practice. It connects you to yourself, to your soul, and that is what it is. It is—it is not, you know. (laughs) Some people view it as like, "Oh, it's too spiritual." It's not. It's you know, I'm. It's not. It's it does. My my religion isn't going to agree with it. I can I can tell you wholeheartedly your religion agrees with yoga because it's not about religion at all it's just about you and so whatever you want to call that you can call it that it's it's whatever you want it to be for me it is spiritual but for some people it's not and so yoga is whatever you make it And yes, it's okay to say namaste. You're not gonna like be disregarded from your church. I had a lady say that, and I just had to say that I'm sorry. She was really worried if she said like she can't say namaste. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. So it's okay. You can say namaste, but you also don't have to say namaste. Namaste is just, I see the light in you, and there's no harm in that whatsoever. Oh my god. So that is a little bit about my yoga practice, about my yoga teaching. Um I am proud. I'm proud of what I've done, I'm proud of what I do. I teach a lot in person and I if you're in Vancouver, I would love to have you at, you know, one of my classes. You can absolutely come and reach out to me and I can send you the times. I also have an online class um Tuesdays at seven. I might change the time to six just because I go to bed really early and I'm a granny. Um so Tuesday evenings I have a class. Um I'd love for you to join. I do workshops once in a while. I'm not going to hold them. I mean I also do privates. Um my private sessions I hold at my home. I can also go to um, to different, uh, to your home also. I don't know why that was so hard to say. Um, I am mobile. So obviously if that's in Vancouver, I mean, you can fly me over the world, uh, you know, to the other side of the world too. If you, if you want to do that, I'd be open to it for sure. Um, so yeah, I have privates online in person. Um, now, you know, uh, a little bit more about me, but actually a big part of who I am And, um, thank you for listening. Thank you for, um, letting me be vulnerable here. And I love you guys. And, um, if you have any questions, maybe I'll talk about this more. I'd also love to hear about more about what you guys want to hear about. Um, I, there's going to be a lot of different things that I'm going to start to talk about because I kind of really, I mean, I haven't really scratched the surface of a lot of things that, are near and dear to me. So um, you're going to hear more things are going to, yeah, I'm going to change things up. So stay tuned. Um, I would love for you to leave me a review. Please leave comments. Um, please reach out to me on social media. Um, I'm on Instagram. I am not I have TikTok, TikTok but I'm never on it. Um, I do a lot of other things, too. I'm not going to talk about those today. But That is it for today. I love you guys. And, um, I will talk to you really soon.